This is a Galactic Network podcast. Galactic Radio. Hi there, I'm Dave Nelson. Coming up, Mark has a review of the biggest movie in the world, and Gregor looks at this week's new comic book releases. But first, a couple of stories from the news. Time to book your flights back to Pandora. We can now officially mark our calendars for count them four new Avatar movies. To mark Earth Day on Saturday, the film's official Facebook page unveiled the dates of December 18th, 2020, December 17th, 2021, December 20th, 2024, and December 19th, 2025. Production is currently underway in New Zealand on the next four Avatar installments as they are being shot concurrently. Astronaut Peggy Whitson just smashed another record. Last month, she performed her eighth spacewalk outside the ISS, setting the record for most spacewalks by a woman. This week, Peggy made history yet again by breaking astronaut Jeff Williams' record for cumulative time and space by an American astronaut, which was 534 days, 2 hours, and 48 minutes. Her most recent mission aboard the ISS was extended until September, so once she returns to Earth, Whitson will have logged 650 days in space. Shattering records is pretty standard for Whitson, who was the first woman commander of the International Space Station. Just ahead, Marvel announces another major event, and the new iPhone may be delayed. And welcome to the Movie Man's Movie Minute. Today we are taking a look at The Fate of the Furious. Yes, the eighth film in the Fast and Furious franchise, giving us the story of Cypher, a mysterious terrorist who seduces Dom into the world of crime and convinces him to turn on his own team. And soon we see how his team not only has to deal with saving the world, but also getting their friend Dom back into the family. Folks, this is a high-octane action-packed film with a franchise that you never thought would make it past number three. But it has, and it's only gotten better with age. Not only are the action scenes over the top, as you've become used to in this franchise, but they look really good on the big screen and there is some deep dark story here to go along with it uh, there's some great moments in here specifically between Jason Statham and The Rock and let's just say it may not end just quite like you expect it. The Fate of the Furious should be seen by all action film fans and those fans of the franchise. If you want to catch more of my reviews check me out on the Twitter at SpecialMarkPro or at SpecialMarkProductions.com Hello, I'm Gregor Sprague, and this is Galactic Radio's Pull List, and these are just a few of the comics coming out for the week of April 19th, 2017. DC Comics has Batman number 21, written by Tom King, with art by Jason Fabic. The Button, Part 1. The cataclysmic events of DC Universe Rebirth number 1 continue here. The Dark Knight and the Fastest Man Alive, the two greatest detectives on any world, unite to explore the mystery behind a certain blood-stained smiley button embedded on the Batcave wall. What starts as a simple investigation investigation turns deadly when the secrets of the button prove irresistible to an unwelcome third party, and it's not who anyone suspects. It's a mystery moving through time, and the ticking clock starts here. Superwoman number 9, written by Kay Perkins, with art by Steven Segovia. Superwoman part 1. In this story tying into Superman Reborn Aftermath, Lois Lane and Lana Lang find themselves reunited at last. Along with the Men of Steel, their reunion is cut short by the return of Cannon and Saber, who arrived to wreak havoc on the newly restored Metropolis. Image Comics has Plastic Number 1, written by Doug Wagner with art by Daniel Hilliard and Laura Martin. 
retired serial killer Edward Strafgruppen is in love with Virginia, a girl he met online. Her affection quiets his vile urges. Together, they tour the back roads of America in their LTD, eating donuts and enjoying their healthy appetites for each other. Life is good until a Louisiana billionaire kidnaps Virginia, forcing Edwin to kill again in exchange for her freedom. Oh, and did we mention that Virginia is a sex doll? Marvel Comics has Nick Fury number one, written by James Robinson with art by Echo. Fury, Nick Fury. The world is a dangerous place, and there's danger in drawing attention to your plans. When S.H.I.E.L.D. needs a lone agent to infiltrate, capture, and remain anonymous, there's no one better than Nick Fury. Secret Empire number zero written by Nick Spencer with art by Daniel Acuna. The Marvel Universe is under siege from within. Captain America, secretly a true believer in the cause of Hydra, has turned his back on the superhero community. Using the trust and respect he has gained over the years, he has ascended to a position where he can enact Hydra's ideals. And my pick of the week is Moon Knight number 13, written by Jeff Lemire with art by Greg Smallwood. Reality Bites where has Mark Spector really been all this time? The answer is here. Where was a man like Mark forged? The answer is here. Where will the final battle be fought? The answer is here. Now these are just a few of the picks that I have for you. You could find these and so much more at your local comic book store. Or at the very least, you could find them on Comixology. I'm Gregor Sprague. This has been The Pull List. Dave, what's up next? Still to come an app review of Slacker Radio from Peter. And Daryl's going to look at Potterheads. But first, though, more news. This fall, Marvel is launching an event called Legacy, which will bring back fallen heroes and bring them into the fold with newer established characters to create a mix of familiar and new. Things will kick off with a 50-page one-shot special, Marvel Legacy Number 1, which will set the stage for what's to come in Marvel's future, as well as usher in the return of a beloved Marvel mainstay. And finally, Apple's iPhone 8 may be delayed for up to two months. Complications in adding the new edge-to-edge -edge screen for the smartphone could push back the release date from the usual September launch to October or November of this year. Apple had to custom order some of the components for the overhauled model. The problem stems from the new OLED screen and the changes required to sensors and cameras. The processing chip running the phones, Apple's custom A11, is also being manufactured on new 10 nanometer scale equipment, further complicating matters. Welcome to today's Applicably Galactic App Reviews. Slacker Radio is an online audio app. Listen to variously themed featured channels offering different types of programming. General stations play tracks of various musical genres or spoken word content such as news, sports, and comedy. Slacker also has special channels for ongoing and completed weekly and monthly series, including countdown shows for various categories of music, including alternative, country, pop, and hip-hop R&B. But the main thing Slacker gives you is the ability to customize what music you listen to, whether that is favoring pre-made artist genre stations or stations that you customize yourself. Add artists, albums, or specific songs you want to hear to any of your custom stations. How do you feel about that song? Get rid of songs you don't like and heart ones you really, really like. For $3.99 a month, Slacker Premium Service lets you listen ad-free, play specific songs, skip an unlimited number of tracks, and listen to your channels offline. Available on the web and for iOS, Android, Windows tablets, and desktops, 
Slacker is a great alternative to Pandora and other online streaming offerings from Apple, Google, and Amazon. I'm Peter Fisher from Blazing Caribou's Eye to At That, and this has been today's Applicably Galactic App Review! Hello, I'm Daryl, and this is Random Fandom, a celebration of people's passions. Let's take a look at one of the most popular and reasonably instantly recognisable fandoms, the Harry Potter fandom. The community of fans of the Harry Potter books and movies who participate in entertainment activities that revolve around the series. It might be reading and writing fan fiction, creating and soliciting fan art, engaging in role-playing games, socialising on the many Harry Potter-based forums and more. The fandom interacts online as well as offline through activities such as fan conventions, tours of iconic landmarks relevant to the book and production of films, and parties held for the midnight release of each book and film. By the fourth book, the legions of fans had grown so large that considerable security measures were taken to ensure that no book was purchased before the official release date. Harry Potter is considered one of the few four-quadrant, multi-generation-spanning franchises that exist today, despite J.K. Rowling's original marketing of the books for the tweens and teens. Pottermania is an informal term first used around 1999 describing the craze Harry Potter fans have over the series. Fans held midnight parties to celebrate the release of the final four books at bookstores which stayed open on the night leading to the date of release. In 2005, Entertainment Weekly listed the midnight release of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire as one of entertainment's top moments. And plenty of people got involved. Die-hard fans of the series are called Potterheads. Some even themed their weddings around Harry Potter. A bridal guide featured two real weddings soon before the release of the final movie, which quickly spread through the fandom via the social medias of Facebook, Twitter and Tumblr. The craze over the series was referenced in Lauren Weinsberger's 2003 novel The Devil Wears Prada, as well as its 2006 film adaption. In that story, the protagonist, Andreas Sachs, is ordered to retrieve two copies of the next instalment in the series for her boss's twins before they are published, so they can be privately flown to France where the twins and their mothers are on holiday. Harry Potter and Harry Potter fandom is big business. Famous Harry Potter fans include Barack Obama, Prince William and Kate Middleton, Jennifer Lawrence, Stephen King, Simon Pegg, Kira Knightley, Matt Smith, Liam Nelson, Neeson, Seth Rogen, and Gilmore del Toro. There are many fan websites about Harry Potter on the internet, the oldest one dating back to about 1997-98. JK Rowling has quite an open relationship with her fan base and since 2004 periodically hands out fan site awards on her official website. 
The first site to receive the award was Emeritus, a fun site mostly devoted to Sirius Black, and about which JK wrote, I'm so proud of the fact that a character whom I always liked very much, though he never appeared as much more than a brooding presence in the books, has gained a passionate fan club. Fan conventions have been another way that the fandom has congregated. Conventions such as Prophecy, LeakyCon, Infinitus, Azcatraz, and Ascendio. They've maintained a sort of academic emphasis, hosting professional keynote speakers as well as keeping the atmosphere rather playful and friendly. Role-playing is a central feature of the Harry Potter fandom. Two primary forms, internet-based role-play and live-action role-play. All up, if that's where you want to go. The sort of internet-based role-play tries to simulate the Hogwarts experience. It's not unusual to find Potterheads at the Warner Brothers tour in the studios in Watford, London, or at the theme park in Orlando. The backing music to Random Fandom was kindly provided by the Feslian Studios. Now my own particular fandom is Doctor Who. Join me each week on the Galactic Network for Who Knew and Review. Thanks to Blaster.com, io9, Fortune and Gizmodo for our stories this week. And thanks to you for listening and subscribing. You can find me at Dave Nelson on air on Twitter. Have a great week. We'll talk to you again soon. Monkey Warhol provided our music, and Blazing Caribou did the cover art. For more about them, show notes, feedback information, how to subscribe, social network links, and more, go to gncasts.com slash galacticradio. This has been a Galactic Network podcast.